timing the market or time in the market. Rarely have we seen such a controversial, polarizing debate in this investment space that we're in. In this video today, I'm gonna to share with you what we do, what our thoughts are. Spoiler alert, hell yeah, we time the market. Timing the market or time in the market is one of those never-ending polarizing debates that we hear over and over, and there are very, very strong advocates on both sides. The thing is, this is not a binary choice. There's nothing written in stone that says 100% of your time you have to be a market timer. It doesn't say 100% of the time you cannot time the market, you have to be only time in. You, in fact, can combine both of these strategies, and that's what we do at the Investing Academy. For those of you who aren't necessarily sure what the difference are in these two terms, time in the market generally refers to sort of like a buy and hold strategy. Uh, I would call it a passive investment strategy where you simply buy investments. You don't care what the market's doing. You don't care what the economy's doing. You simply buy and hold and the, the returns will work out you know, over the waves and the undulations of the market. And generally speaking, that is true. Now, converse to that, timing the market is considered to be a more active strategy. Now, uh, there's different degrees of timing the market, and a lot of people conjure up these images of shuffling in and out of the markets and buying and selling and making short-term trades. I don't believe, and we don't believe here, that uh, timing the market necessarily means that you're actively investing to the point where you're making constant trades. You can make subtle trades. You can be subtly active, uh, make some informed decisions and some informed bets on the market that would qualify as something other than pure buy and hold or time in. Personally, and at the Investing Academy, and if you wanna learn more about the Academy, that first link down below will take you to our website. We believe first and foremost, the golden rule, time in the market, trumps anything else. We are truly long-term believers. We believe in the equity markets. And if you only had one choice to you know, invest or not invest, absolutely. Buying, getting, your, you know, getting a, a, a place in the game, putting your money into the markets is the number one rule that we adhere to. We believe in that wholeheartedly. However, we don't believe that it's a 100% choice, like 100% binary choice, like I said before. There is a second option that allows you to manage the portfolio as well as simply buying and holding. And you can take advantage of uh, dips or opportunities like, we've, like we see from time to time. Also, you can use um, you know, timing the market to mitigate risk from time to time. And I wanna talk a little bit more about that. At the top level of designing a portfolio, you have two different types of asset allocation strategies. You have strategic asset allocation and you have tactical asset allocation. Whether it's you know 50% equities, 50% bonds, 60-40, a classic split, or even if you're more aggressive and you wanna have 80% of your money in the markets because you do believe, probably quite rightly, that over the long term, that that uh, percentage of your portfolio is gonna outperform bonds and fixed income, absolutely, you would have an 80-20 strategical target. What this means, kind of the way I think about it is, if you had to invest money today and for the next 20 years you couldn't touch it, what's that mix that you feel would be appropriate for you? And this is based on your risk tolerance, investment knowledge, all those kind of things. Now, a subset to that, another type of investment strategy though, is what's called tactical asset allocation. This is used widely across the professional industry. Simply what it means is, if you have, and I'm just gonna go with, let's say a 70-30 split. You've determined 70% of your money should be in equities, and 30% in fixed income or cash. If we stick with that strategy, that's what you normally would have uh, in your portfolio. As the markets move around, you would rebalance to that portfolio. 
with a tactical strategy, you add a couple of bands to that. So let's just stick with the 30 or the 70% equities. There may be times where you feel, based on your analysis, that you should have more money invested in the equity markets or less money, depending on what's happening. So you set a range. So you may go as high as 80% or as low as 60, or you may go as high as 90 or as low as 50, for example. So instead of going to the 70, you would increase the equities, which would by default, because everything has to add up to 100, that would decrease the amount of fixed income that you have in your portfolio. There are times where you might wanna tweak that portfolio and manage it to stray from the strategic asset allocation that you've put out for yourself. Important note here, timing does not equal predicting exactly what the market's gonna do. I don't believe that you can do that. I don't believe anybody has the tools to predict 100% of what's gonna be happening in the market. I always think the market is a collection of humans, which makes it a collection of human emotions that a lot of weird things happen in the short term in a market. But you can work within that market, and I would call it more aligning your portfolio with current market conditions. A couple of examples would be things like metric valua uh, valuation metrics. You may look at things like price to earnings ratio as a simplistic way of saying if the market is overpriced or underpriced. And without question, when you look back through history, you know that the, the, the hills and the valleys are there and there's always that uh, return to the, to the mean at some point. So if the markets are clearly, in your opinion, overvalued, it doesn't mean that you go out of the market, but it means you may not add additional money to the market. It may means you may take some profits, pull some money out of the market. It is a form of market timing, no question about it, but that's different from going 100% out of the market because you feel the markets are overvalued. Now, conversely, and we saw this about a year and a half ago in March of 2020, when the markets took a strong drop. Now, a lot of people today are saying, I went all in, I put all my money into the markets back in March. I'm sure some people did. Uh, easy to say now that the markets have had, you know, have had a nice bull run since then. More likely what you're going to do, if you have that 70-30 asset mix and the markets drop like they did in, uh, you know, going through into the, about the middle or late March of 2020, when you see that happen, that's, that, that amount is going to be skewed. So you're going to go from uh, having 70% of your money in the market because of the drop to maybe 60%. You have a choice. You can leave it as is. You can bring it back to 70 or tactically, you might feel this is a good chance to bump it up. So you may take that 70 and turn it into 80 temporarily, believing that at some point you'll be back to that over that um, longer term 70-30 mix. Uh, on the same note, technical indicators, such as something simple like a moving average. If you follow moving averages, uh, say a 200 day longer term moving average, you uh, may look at situations where you think that the market or a particular investment is over or undervalued and you may make a strategic decision based on that or a tactical decision which could be inferred as market timing. I'm not so sure it's quite as simple as that. We believe that market timing is part of a longer term passive strategy if that makes sense. A part of this time in the market mantra is that basically you're expected to be fully invested at all time. You don't have cash sitting on the side. You don't make those decisions. You just have your money invested to your equity levels. The uh, An issue I have with that is, again, getting back to people. And this strategy doesn't always work during severe drops in the market. And we see every single time, and we saw it a year and a half ago, when the markets do take those drops, as much as you do believe that time in the market will beat time out, uh, timing the market, a lot of people just don't have the stomach or the experience or the discipline to ride those out. What typically happens, and I saw this happen, uh, markets go down, people pull their money out, waiting for that 
um, waiting for the, the recovery, at which time they'll put their money mar uh, back in the market. They miss out on those early gains and in many cases sit on the sideline for a long time just because they've lost confidence in the market. As long as you don't abandon that long-term strategy, yes, time in the market will work. But uh, in real life, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people change course when they get to a situation like that and that's a potential danger uh, with that strict mindset. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Another argument that you're going to hear for these very strict time in the market uh, investors is that you can't afford to miss the best days in the market. I'm going to show you a couple of charts here that have come out recently. One is by the investment group Putnam and the second by Fidelity. The first chart goes back to the end of 2005 and measures out to the end of 2020. And it shows the difference between being fully invested by the indicated by the green line. So you invest $10,000 back on 12-31-05 and you end up with $41,000, which is a compound rate of 9.88% annual over that 15 year time period. The second line on the chart shows that if you missed only the 10 best days during that entire time period, your return would drop to 4.31%. And then it shows if you missed the best 20 days, the 30 days and the 40 days. Over in the right margin, it says quite correctly, by staying fully invested over the past 15 years, you would have earned $22,270 more than someone who had missed the market's 10 best days. Similarly, Fidelity puts out a chart, they go back to 1980s. Same message, if you invested $10,000 back in the day, you would have $697,000 today. If you missed, in this case, only the best five days, you would have sacrificed $265,000 in growth, ending up with 432. And as we move down the right-hand side of the column here, it shows you uh, similar results where basically the, the argument is, stay in the markets um, or you're going to miss those days if you're trying to time the markets and uh, your your uh, returns will suffer accordingly. I don't doubt the math on these analysis. I believe that both Putnam and Fidelity know what they're doing. And if you, if you took those scenarios exactly, did the math, you would come out to those returns. But I believe this is misleading. Intentionally or not, I'm not really sure. But these analysis assume that you missed what? The best days in the market, the 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever the, the, the measurement was, you missed the best days. It also assumes that you were invested for the worst days of the market. And it, it's, uh, it would be very rare that that would happen. 60 to 80% of the time, depending on the time frames, uh, the best and the worst days, first of all, come quite close together and they happen in down markets. So the odds of you being so unlucky, if you're an investor, that you would stay in the markets, but be out on those best days, uh, seeming like you know, the, the odds of that are, are almost impossible. So the concept of being invested and not trying to time um, has some validity, 
But I think the scenarios here bake in uh, some really, really bad investing where you're, you're, you're sitting on the sidelines um, for those one days or the five days or the 10 days where the markets spike up. But on the days where the markets drop, which are you know within days or weeks of those, um, you suffer the, the the losses along there. So I think that's uh, I you know uh, take that for what it's worth. I would also argue that the degree to which you play around the edges with timing from time to time would depend somewhat, maybe a great deal, on your knowledge level. Now I'm not suggesting for a moment that knowledge level equals a crystal ball because it just doesn't, and things can happen in a hurry. But you can you know skew the odds in your favor if you have an understanding of what's going on. I would say you can make some informed decisions along the way and uh, a simple thing that comes to my mind is just being aware of the economic cycle and if you understand how the economy goes through cycles and the impact that that has on uh, your investments um, you can make some informed decisions and, and, and just slightly massage the portfolio uh, so you're not going out of the market or not going all in the market but you're massaging within those parameters that you set out earlier in your asset allocation strategies. Nobody can realistically claim that they knew that on March 9th, 2009, you know, we'd see the bottom of the market drop We you know when we came through the Great Recession there. But, um, you know, if you did have a reasonable knowledge of how the markets work, of the economy, of the cycle, you could have started putting more money into the markets, and that's a form of market timing, trying to uh, take advantage of what we knew eventually would turn, the actual date, the month, you know, even the year in some cases, we didn't necessarily know. Um, but um, I believe there's room for massaging there as long as you don't get greedy and go too far outside. So you have that strategic allocation. You've also got your tactical. It sets those parameters. As long as you understand and act within those parameters, I think that you're going to be okay. I want to look at this debate from the perspective of a particular scenario that happens. Imagine that uh, you have a, you come into a lump sum of money. So a million dollars today gets dropped under your lap and uh, this is a substantial portion of your net worth. So this is money that you plan on investing for the long term. The question is always asked, well, do you put the money in now? Do you just go, uh, I want to put the money in because time in the market is the best thing. So day one, invest a million dollars. Or do you set out a plan to strategically integrate that money into the market as time goes by? It depends on a few things. Uh, number one being your comfort level. And a lot of people just aren't uh, in the frame of mind that would allow them to take their million dollar, let's say it's an inheritance, put it into the markets. And then if we see a market correction, let's call it 10%, 20%, 30%, uh, which is quite reasonable. It happens from time to time. When If you see that, are you gonna be able to just sit and watch that inheritance money dwindle and dwindle and dwindle? My experience says the answer is very possibly no purely if you have this, the uh, tenacity to do that and you can leave it in, yes, that million dollars, if it's invested properly, will drop, it will come back and it will grow in value, uh, You know, sticking very true to that strategy. Look at for you, what is the upside of leaving the money invested and what's the downside of having it if it does drop? Um, that ultimately, there's not a one size fits all. It comes down to the particular investor. You have to look at your circumstances. There is a, an illustration that I saw from RBC that was done in June of this year. I'd like to have a look at that. The article is entitled Time in the Market versus Timing the Market. This is what we're talking about here today. And the conclusion of the study is that uh, staying the course is the best point of action. So in other words, leaning more towards timing the market. But let's take a closer look at this study because this, um, this top level view can be quite misleading. When we look at the actual scenario, we've seen that when the markets turn volatile 
At such times, many investors sell out of the market and or hold their cash on the sidelines. And we're not suggesting for a moment here that you, if the markets turn south, that you need to, like timing the market means getting out 100%. So you don't have to have cash, all your cash sitting on the sidelines. You don't have to sell out of the markets. That's not what we're talking about here. In fact, that's not often what happens. It also goes on to say that investors may sit there waiting for the perfect time to invest. Nobody is suggesting that there is a perfect time to invest. And I don't think the fact that we like to tweak our portfolios suggests that we're waiting for that perfect time when we don't even believe that exists. The article here, the illustration, shows a tale of three investors. And just to summarize, investor one invested $5,000 initially and then $10,000 every year for the next 20 years. He was lucky enough that he bought when the markets had dipped each and every time the best timing that you could possibly have. Investor two, more passive, invested the $5,000 to start and then $387.60 a month, come hell or high water, regardless of the market conditions, invested that money for the next 20 uh, years and a bit. And investor three was the unluckiest investor. Every time they put $10,000 into the market, 10 different times during that time period, they picked exactly the market tops. So, you know, the worst timing theoretically you could have. At the end of the, of the same time period, each of these investors had invested $105,000. And you can see along the right side, the investment value as of June 30th of this year, 229,740 for the perfect timer. $216,342,000 uh, $216, for the average it out, just put the money in and uh, ride everything out, and $204,109 for the worst timer as luck would have it. The conclusion, investing at regular intervals is an effective and potentially less stressful approach to building wealth over the long run and during any market type. I love what that says, and it talks about stress, it talks about different market conditions, and absolutely it is a very suitable plan for many people. Nowhere in this study, the way I interpret it, negates the fact that um, massaging the edge of the portfolio, so you know, developing that long-term strategy, but um, utilizing some market timing along the way um, negates uh, you know, the, the, the performance or the, the, val the validity of that type of strategy. Timing the market versus time in the market, we are never going to agree, agree as a community uh, what the best strategy is. If you only had one choice, clear, cut and dried time in the market works. But as I said earlier, we don't have one choice. We have multiple choices. The key is to uh, plan, to know what you're doing, to have the discipline that when the markets go through their various cycles, you have a strategy, you have a game plan know who you are, because that's really important, what your risk tolerances are. Um, for many, the buy and hold strategy or the time in the market passive strategy works just perfectly. For others, however, I do believe there is room to play around the edges and you can have the time in with some timing uh, to complement the strategy. I think that's a very valid choice as well. And that happens to be the choice that we use. I'm going to wrap up this video today. I will remind you that the first link down below is for our Investing Academy, and I would uh, invite you to have a look at our website and see the various uh, training, the types of programs that we offer there. I have uh, really enjoy having you along with the video. I, I like this video. I like putting it together because this has been my entire time uh, in the industry uh, has been controversial, and everybody has their own thoughts, so I just shared mine with you. If you do, if you did like, if you felt there was value to the video, I really appreciate a thumbs up. Uh, maybe leave a comment below, tell me what your experiences are. And you know, if you tell me you're nuts, uh, you don't know what you're talking about, I, I'll live with that. I welcome uh, 
every element of the uh, of the debate. So uh, again, I'll thank you for watching the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.